This is the Consilience Podcast with your host, Shannon Beer, health and confidence coach and founder of The Coaching Collective, helping dedicated fitness professionals to bring their coaching visions to life by developing the knowledge, skills and strategies to make that a reality. We're inviting you into conversations with experts on body image, compassion and behaviour change to help us challenge our assumptions about health and appearances and critically examine the way that we coach so we can help our clients on a deeper level and create an industry that is truly life enhancing. Let's get into the show. One very common obstacle that gets in the way of people working on their body image is the idea that I don't want to let myself go. I don't want to give up on myself. And it is understandable why we would think that way, especially when many of our eating behaviours and our movement behaviours are coming from a place of punishment. Of course you have to discipline yourself to do these things. And beginning to appreciate your body can feel like letting yourself go. But what we actually find in practice is that when we look at our bodies from a place of respect that we actually begin to treat ourselves a whole lot better. So we don't suddenly throw in the towel and give up on our nutrition. Actually, what we find is that we want to eat better because it's what makes our bodies feel good. We don't give up on our exercise behaviours. We actually find that it's easier to be consistent with them because we're not punishing our bodies, but instead giving them the nourishment that they need to thrive and to feel their best. So this, you know, thought that we all have, well, if I work on my body image, won't I just let myself go, is really so unfortunate and such a shame because working on your body image is not about giving up on yourself. That's not what it's about at all. And in actual fact, you don't actually have to stop caring about how you look to start taking care of your body. And a positive body image does involve regularly engaging in appearance-related self-care, such as grooming behaviours that can reflect our style and our personality. So it's not the case that you suddenly don't care about your appearance and you start, you know, dressing poorly poorly or or whatever it's actually about learning how to see your appearance as a way to express your personal style or to express things that are really important to you so this is the difference between adaptive and maladaptive appearance investment An appearance investment just refers to the importance that we place on how we look and how significant it is to our identity or who we are. So what we find is that taking care of our appearance isn't always harmful. It just depends on why we're doing it and the importance that we place on it. So changing our appearance can become maladaptive when we do it because we're preoccupied with how we look or we believe that our appearance defines who we are and we experience a lot of distress when we can't attend to our appearance in the way that we would like. So for example, if life gets in the way and, you know, we experience a lot of stress and we miss a workout. For someone who is highly invested in their appearance, that can change trigger 
trigger a bit of a cycle of self-sabotage. Whereas someone who recognizes that movement is a way to respect their bodies and is a way to appreciate their bodies, they may be more likely to refrain from the black and white thinking and actually think, okay, so maybe I missed my workout this week. Are there other ways that I can move my body if I don't quite have the energy to complete my usual workout to the standard that I would generally expect of myself? Or is it really important for me to actually double down on my stress management this week because I really don't want this to affect my ability to move my body ongoing, right? So having this perspective actually helps us to problem solve and to take care of ourselves. We can also apply this to dieting. When you're on a diet, do you worry about eating out with friends? Do thoughts about food interfere with your ability to be present with loved ones? Do you constantly check your appearance, compare yourself to other people and feel inadequate as a result? Are you constantly frustrated with yourself for your perceived inability to do the things that you want to do? If so, then that is a sign that developing a positive body image is something that you could really benefit from. So let's compare that to adaptive forms of appearance investment. Research suggests that when we engage in appearance-related practices to enhance our identity, our style, and our self-care, that can contribute to a sense of personal uniqueness and well-being, which is connected to higher body appreciation. So when we feel comfortable with who we are, Any modifications that we make to our appearance are likely to follow on from our own values. They're likely to be more flexible. They're likely to focus on health, self-care and expressing our style and not take significant time and energy away from other important aspects of our lives. So right now I have like seven tattoos and that is a way for me to modify my appearance. And I do it because I like how they look and each tattoo represents something that is of personal significance to me. So I don't do it for anyone else. I don't care if people don't like my tattoos because I get them for me. And besides spending like a few hours in the chair and, you know, a significant amount of money, getting a tattoo isn't that much effort. It's not something that takes up a lot of my time or my energy. And if my tattoos were wiped clean and I, you know, that didn't exist, I couldn't get tattoos, that would be a shame, but it wouldn't change how I feel about myself as a person. Yet if I was to do this to impress other people or to try and chase self-esteem, then this would likely have a negative impact on my body image. And I'd probably be a lot more self-conscious about what other people think and, you know, whether they like my tattoos or whether I should get more or whether I've done too much. You can see how this can turn into a bit of a negative spiral. So let's take another example using exercise. When we exercise primarily to change our body composition, exercise loses its positive impact on our body image and well-being. Whereas if we engage in exercise for other reasons, such as enjoyment, health and self-care, then it is more positively connected to appreciating our bodies. And it turns into, as we sort of discussed, something that you want to do, something that you have more of an intrinsic drive to do, meaning that it's going to be less effortful and easier to maintain. Hence why 
working on your body image can help you to engage in these health-seeking behaviors that have previously felt like a chore or a punishment to you. So it's not necessarily the things we do, like whether it's getting tattoos or exercising, that are either helpful or unhelpful. What distinguishes the difference is the extent to which we engage in them and the importance we place on them, but most importantly, our motives and the significance that we attach to them. So it can really be helpful to reflect on how important is your appearance in defining your self-worth. Is your appearance more important than other areas of your life? Do you neglect important things to focus on your appearance? For example, one way that this often shows up in my clients' lives is the thoughts about food and the pressure to adhere to like the perfect workout and nutrition regime really affects their ability to be present with others. They're anxious about eating out or it just causes so much stress because they feel like they have to micromanage their food intake just to allow themselves to enjoy a normal meal out with friends. It gets in the way of eating with their family. They feel like they can't be a positive role model to their children and to other people in their lives because they're always stressed about food due to a fear of losing control of their body composition. So imagine how that would change for you if you could approach your nutrition and your movement from a place of wanting the best for yourself, from a place of recognizing that this body does a lot for me and I want to treat it well. I don't want to view myself as an object. I don't want to define my value by how I look. Given that my body is going to change over time, that is inevitable. I don't want to be missing out on life right now. So think about these questions and think about maybe the appearance related practices that you engage in, whether or not you think they have a positive effect on your well-being and your body image or quite the opposite. And if that's something that you want to work on so that you can embrace your life more, then feel free to reach out and get in touch. Thank you so much for listening to the Consilience podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with someone who will find it helpful. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating and quick review. The topics I speak about aren't particularly trendy or sexy, so this makes a huge difference. And don't forget to join the Empowered Edit, a weekly newsletter with evidence-based tools and strategies to help you build your health and confidence. You will get first access to everything that's going on and insights that I don't share anywhere else. The link will be in the show notes. And until then, I will catch you in the next episode.